This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. I'm Stuart Finlay. Welcome to the Life Study Program on Free FM 89.0. Life Study of the Bible is produced by Living Stream Ministry, Anaheim, California, and brought to you by the Church in Hamilton. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. Today it's Ron Kangas and Witness Lee with our program in the Life Study of the Gospel of John. The title is Life's Washing in Love to Maintain Fellowship. The verses are John chapter 13 verses 12 to 38. If you'd like to contact us, our telephone number is Hamilton 853-2620, which we will repeat again later. Now here's Ron and Witness Lee. Ron, today we have the second message concerning the matter of foot washing. I saw in the last message that we have to allegorize this section to get the real significance. Can you review the picture in John 13 for us? Here, at a certain point, as the Lord was acutely aware that he was leaving the world and going to the Father, he engaged in a very particular, significant and touching action. Uh, He laid aside his garments. That's a sign. And he girded himself with a towel. Another sign. And he began to wash the disciples' feet. This is still yet another sign. And in particular, he said, What I have done to you, you should do to one another. If I, who am your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. And as we saw last time, all of this has a spiritual significance. On the one hand, regarding our relationship with the Lord in fellowship, and on the other hand, regarding our relationship with one another in fellowship. So this, in brief sketch, is a reminder of the background of the message we will hear in this program. Let's go to Witness Lee with today's life study of John chapter 13. I have mentioned something about the washing in the presence of the Lord. Now, I like to uh, share something with you about the washing between us one with another. To uh, wash others' feet. First of all, you look at the Lord Jesus, how he did it. He put off his garment. The garment, especially the garment of the Lord, 
signifies his virtues and attributes in his expression. His virtues and his attributes in his expression all were high. If the Lord would stay in his high virtues and attributes, he would never be able to wash the feet of the disciples. So he put off the garments. And this means, or this signifies, that the Lord Jesus, in order to wash the feet of the disciples, put off his virtues and attributes in his expression. And this means what? This means whenever the others need your washing, you have to put aside your attainments, your virtues, and your attributes. I tell you the truth, to put aside your virtues, your attributes, your attainments, is the real humility. To humble yourself to a degree that you can wash others' feet. Don't think this thing is an easy thing. Do you know, whenever you have the sensation that somebody offended you, you always consider that you are hair. And the offender is Lord. And uh, he owes you something. And you do have the claim over him. I tell you, ah, this is the trouble. Put aside your garment. Put aside your garment. Lower down your standard. <laughs> Come down from your throne. In a sense, to pull aside the garment means to get yourself dethroned. Don't sit there as a king, judging. You offended me. You offended me. And sometimes the attitude is like this, I tell you. The tale of the facts will come out. You will rebuke the offending brother. Many times, this kind of dealing will end up. Right away, the whole situation will turn into a sinful situation. We cannot avoid this kind of offending. Let me say this. In a family life, if you get in the kitchen and you do the cooking, I tell you, you'll be the first one who get most dirty. In the church, have the same thing. The more responsibility you bear, the more people you have to contact, eventually what? The more you contact people, the more you get yourself dirty. Let's pause here. Ron, the foot washing gets very practical in this message. We are seeing that the context for the real foot washing is in our daily contact with one another, isn't it? Yes, this is very practical, and this is the context of the real foot washing. The crucial point here is maintaining the fellowship in the divine life. We know from a number of passages in the New Testament, such as 1 Corinthians 1, nine we have been called into the fellowship of the Son of God. And also, 1 John tells us that we may have fellowship with the apostles in their fellowship with the triune God. 
And in 1 Corinthians, Paul mentions about the fellowship of the body of Christ expressed in the Lord's table meeting. I mention this because it's vital to see that we have been called by God into the fellowship in and of the body of Christ. But in our actual contact with one another, there may be problems, misunderstandings, even offenses which hinder the fellowship. And if these problems and misunderstandings and offenses are not removed, the fellowship between brothers and sisters in the Lord can be hindered, even stopped altogether. When we're first brought into fellowship, everything may be fine. But after we've been meeting together for a while, difficulties may arise that frustrate the fellowship. So we need to practice the washing of one another's feet. On the one hand, it's wonderful to experience the Lord as the pneumatic Christ, the life-giving Spirit, washing us and renewing our fellowship with Him. But on the actual and practical side, we need to be willing, on the one hand, to wash others' feet, and on the other hand, to allow others to wash our feet. Now, what do we mean by this? We mean an actual and practical and precious ministering of the divine life to one another in our contact with one another so that the offenses, the barriers, the problems can be fully washed away, fully purged away. The Lord was very realistic in giving this word. He knew that we would need such a washing. And we're learning how blessed it is to wash and to be washed, to restore and to be restored in the unique fellowship in the body of Christ. For this, we need in love and in humility to wash one another's feet. Let's rejoin Witness Lee. Let me say this word to you. Some of you may be expecting to be a leader in the church life. I tell you, if you are really wise, humanly speaking, never get into the leadership. That is really a hard job. And so easy to get yourself dirty. All the time, the people would come to you. And you have to be assured, none of the people who come to you is clean. So many clean ones would never come to you. Because they don't have a problem. <laughs> Whosoever would come to you would be always a one with some problems. This is why... A local church, at the beginning, everyone would be so happy. After the church had been staying there for three years, everybody eventually get dirty. All come to the meeting. Yeah, all come. But all come unpleasantly. Not one come to the meeting with a pleasant spirit. So, today, 
we do need a lot of food washing. Amen. Not by rebuking. Not by condemning. No, 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 no. But by what? By ministering life to others. Oh, it needs a lot of life. It needs a lot of life ministered one to another. It needs life to wash. It's hard. I cannot teach you, neither can you teach me. The real foot washing is by water, not by blood. Don't forget this. We need a lot of water. What is water? Water is life. Water is the living word. Water is the spirit. I need to be uh, full of the life water. I don't have any intention to wash you. I don't have any intention to wash your fate. But I'm just here with you. The water flows. The water flows. And even the water flows, you are not conscious of. And the water flows over you. After five minutes, over you again. After another five minutes, over you again. After another five minutes, over you again. Again. And again. And again. We need this. We do need this. I say again, we need the water, no doubt about this. All the time, whenever we come together, we need to put aside our garments. Don't keep your standard. Don't keep your position. Don't consider that you are higher than the others. You are on a higher level. This kind of consideration all have to be put aside. Exercise believing water and make the living water flow. Others will get washed. Not so easy. Ron, let's interrupt here. Witness Lee began today's message by mentioning in John 13 where the Lord laid aside his garment before he washed the disciples' feet, and here in this section he mentions it once again. Could you say a little more about the meaning and significance of laying aside our garments in our fellowship with one another? I stated very briefly to lay aside our garments is to humble ourselves before our brothers and sisters in Christ and to serve them by ministering to them the washing water of life so that the hindrance, real or imagined, in their being to fellowship with us is washed away. This is a vital prerequisite, this laying aside of our garments I believe there's a similar thought in Galatians 6 when Paul talks about restoring one who has been overtaken in a fault. Paul said, you who are spiritual, that is, you who are living and walking in the mingled spirit, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourselves lest you also be tempted. I believe Paul is saying 
that when you go to such a one, you're going to restore that one, not to judge that one. In effect, you're going to wash away the hindrances to fellowship. In order to do this, you need to have a spirit of meekness by laying aside any high or superior attainments, humbling yourself, and ministering Christ to that dear fellow believer. Let's return to Witness Lee. Now, we must be so clear, whatever is in this book is a matter of life. We must practice life to such an extent that among us we do have abundant water of life to wash one another. Let me say this. Some of the signs, I tell you, they are just the living water. If you would come to them and sit with them for half an hour, I tell you, you got washed. Even you don't talk to them about your dirty feet. Even they apparently would never touch this problem of washing. Yet, as long as you sit there in their presence for half an hour, I tell you, you get washed. You get washed. Because you know after that half an hour, you'll be so close to the Lord. And your fellowship with the Lord becomes so intimate, so sweet, so pleasant, not only with the Lord, but with others. So you see, we among us, we need someone full of the water of life that can wash others' feet. I tell you, if we are going to keep the church life so fresh, so new, so present, and so living all the time, ever fresh, ever new. We need this foot washing. We need this foot washing. Every local church needs this. Though we didn't use the term of foot washing, I do tell you that in the past years, the Lord has been so gracious to us that he has all the time keeping the church life so fresh, so new. Not by other way, just by this one way of the foot washing with the living water of life. We didn't talk about it, we didn't use this term, but there was the reality of the foot washing in the water of life all the time, so we can boast of his grace, that the church is ever new, ever fresh, ever living. No frustration between the saints in the matter of fellowship. The Lord covers us. Well, every church needs to pray for this. Then the church will be preserved in the newness and in the freshness. Ron, I got caught by one point in this last section. He spoke about certain ones, brothers and sisters, that just to be in their presence washes our feet. To be with them makes us feel closer to the Lord. What is it about these saints, and how can we become such ones that can so minister life? This surely is a most wonderful question, and opens up 
uh, a rich vein of fellowship concerning what's involved in ministering Christ as life to others. In this message, Brother Lee speaks of such people as those who have become the water, the washing water. That means they have had such a rich experience with the life-giving Christ that they themselves are a constitution of the divine life. So they affect others in the way they do, unintentionally, unconsciously, because of what they are in their person. They are a person constituted with the divine life. To become a person who is the constitution of the washing water, we need to eat the Lord as the bread of life and drink of him as the living water. How can we be constituted with the divine life unless we eat and drink the divine life as our life supply? So this is one thing. Another is suggested by the Lord's word in John chapter 5 about coming to the word of the Bible for life and appropriating the Lord's word, as he says in John 6.63, as spirit and life. Surely this constitutes us a person of life. Also, in keeping with the revelation of chapters 2 through 11, that life, that is the divine life, meets every human need, we need to be those who actually experience Christ as life, meeting our various needs. And the more we experience him in this way, the more we are constituted with him as the life that washes our brothers and sisters. Then next, there's something even deeper, and Paul really was in this in Second Corinthians 4, The life here is not the natural human life. It is the divine life in resurrection. This implies that to be a person who can wash others with the water of life in this way, we need to live a crucified life in resurrection. This is the key to being constituted. The more we experience Christ in his death and resurrection, the more he, as the very life, is wrought into us. And little by little, we become the living water. We become a constitution of the washing water. Furthermore, a person who can wash others must be one who has truly been humbled by the Lord and who has no thought of being above others or better than others or superior to others. Christ as humility is truly wrought into such a person so others feel comfortable in the presence of such a brother or sister. On the one hand, you realize there is such life here On the other hand, you sense there is no pride and no superiority. And the last thing I would mention here is that one who can wash others for the restoration and or the maintenance of fellowship 
is someone who knows what it means to deny, to lay down through the cross, the natural human life in order to release and then impart the divine life from within themselves to others. This is very much like the Lord in John 10, who laid down his soul life, his natural human life, for his sheep. And in 1 John 3, we're told that we, in love, need to lay down our soul lives for one another. So obviously, this is not a cheap or costless matter. To be a person who can become the embodiment and constitution of the living water to wash others, we need to be willing to be one with Christ, to apply the cross to our natural human life, the life in our soul, in order to release and flow out and impart the divine life that is in our regenerated spirit. For many listeners, this may sound like something rather deep. And we need to say quite genuinely, it is quite deep experientially. But the Lord's people today desperately need the presence of such ones who will just flow out the divine life and to help others be restored to the fellowship of life in the body of Christ. Amen. Thank you, Ron. We not only need the foot washing that is exercised directly by the Lord himself, but also the mutual foot washing of one another. The Lord told us to wash one another's feet. Fellowship can only be maintained between one another when love ministers such a foot washing. It is the spiritual foot washing ministered to one another that keeps us clean from the earthly touch. Whenever we are about to wash others' feet, we need to lay aside our attainments, virtues, and attributes. We need much water. Water is the spirit, the living word, and the inner life. We're always happy to hear from you and answer any questions you may have. We have copies of the recovery version of the New Testament with its accompanying footnotes available, and these are free. We'd love to send you a copy. You can call us on Hamilton 853-2620. Again, 853-2620. If you'd rather, you can order a free copy from Bibles for New Zealand at bfnz.org.nz. They also have a phone number, 0800 40 40 80. Join me again next week at the same time, 2.30pm, when we will have the next life study in the book of John. We close with the hymn, We Have an Inner Life. It's from the CD, I Love Thy Kingdom, Lord.
You're listening to Free FM 89.0, a great station supported by New Zealand On Air. We hope you've enjoyed today's life study program and we thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.